Welcome to the Magic Mindset Podcast, the podcast for anyone aiming to live in and embody your highest self and explore your full potential. Let's uncover the bullshit so we can discover the absolute magic of being you. Hello and welcome to the Magic Mindset Podcast. I'm your host, Heather Mayo, author of Not Another Diet Book and owner of Nourished, a coaching service that is dedicated to helping you feel amazing in your body and helping you thrive. I am, I'm already getting right into it. (laughs) I am so excited to talk about today's conversation topic, which is reducing anxiety and stress. I feel like this is needed now more than ever, which kind of doesn't make sense considering what season we're in. If you are listening to this as it is released and as it is being recorded, we are in August, which is traditionally a slower, calmer, more peaceful season. This is when we're slowing down. We're gearing up for Labor Day weekend, which tends to be when we shift back into fall mode. We shift back into routine, into normalcy, into working a bit more. All things tend to pick up once we move into September. Which is why it's kind of weird that I'm having so many conversations, so many coaching sessions, and myself personally, just feelings of increased anxiety and increased stress. And if you're listening to this later on, no worries, because unfortunately, this tends to be an evergreen issue, right? Anxiety and stress are something that, for better or for worse, are never going to go away. And I do say for better or for worse, because Here's the thing. Here's the spoiler alert on this episode. Stress can be a positive. Like anything, it depends on how we are viewing it, how we are dealing with it, and the stories we are telling ourselves about it. So all that to say, if you are feeling like you are living with anxiety, if your mind is running off regularly with the worst case scenario, this episode is for you. We are going to talk about actionable ways to reduce those feelings, to better manage those feelings, and to help yourself move productively through those feelings. I'm going to come in hot with this first one, and I may lose some of you, but I sincerely hope that is not the case. If I would have been making this episode about a decade ago, I would not have resonated with what I am about to say. So, I understand that, but please meet this advice with open arms because it has been incredibly helpful in my life and it has been incredibly helpful in many people's lives that I know and love dearly and I've seen the power of it. And that is when we are dealing with times of stress, with feelings of worry, with feelings of anxiety, with feelings of powerlessness, with feelings of hopelessness. Any of those just kind of deep and dark and heavy emotions, I encourage you in those times to pray, to reach out to God, to something bigger than you, and to ask for help and to hand it over. Because you've probably heard me say, or and it's not my quote, I stole it from somebody. I don't know who that somebody is. Many people say it, but like there are your problems and there are God's problems. And when I say that, I mean there are problems that you are participating in that are well within your control of changing. If you're drinking too much, if you are not dealing with emotions, if you're being too reactive, if you're always snoozing your alarm, if you hate your job, if you're miserable in your life, like those are your problems. It might not feel good to own that, but owning that gives you the opportunity to change them. 
And then there are God's problems. There are problems that are not within our control. And so all we can do is accept them because arguing with them just makes it worse. And those are things like acts of nature, like it's raining outside. Now, I can be mad about the rain, but what is that going to do? Is there anything I can do to change the weather? No, absolutely not, right? There are millions of things that fall into the category of God's problems. And so I think the first step is understanding the difference between the two. Is this a me problem or is this a God problem? Is this something I can change? Yes or no? If I can change it, well, then what the fuck am I stressing about? I have the ability to change it. What a beautiful thing, right? Which can be scary and and can lead you back to prayer. (laughs) Absolutely. Or is this something I have no power over? Is this something that is... I'm experiencing that I don't like, that I do not want to accept, but I cannot change. Like that's a God problem. And it doesn't matter what one of the two you are dealing with. They both can be eased. The burden of them both can be eased by finding a connection with God and finding a connection with prayer. Kind of an aside, I talked about in the drinking episode about my father and his struggles with addiction. And he was in rehab after rehab after rehab. I saw him get sober and fall off the wagon. I hate that term. But many, many times through my life, right? Finally, he did find sobriety. And, you know, in conversation and asking, like, what what changed? What happened? He had hit rock bottom many, many times. So it wasn't like, oh, he finally hit this new low and decided to get his shit together. He'd been at that low, right? So what changed was, sorry, I'm kind of getting distracted here looking out the window and how beautiful the trees are right now. <laughs> what changed was he asked God for help. He said, I just, I realized I could not do it alone. I realized I was powerless over this and that I was just repeating the same cycles and I needed help. And so I prayed and I asked God for help and things got easier from there. Now, am I saying that God swooped in and made his life magically better? No, I am not saying that. But yes, kind of I am because what happened was he felt supported in something, right? He felt Like he now had the courage to take on something. He felt like he had the courage to do something differently. And he had something bigger behind him supporting him. And so he was able to make changes being supported, right? So I understand that that might sound triggering. I understand that that might sound trivial. I understand that it might even sound silly. But guess what? It's my podcast. (laughs) You don't have to listen to it. If you are dealing with stress and your current methods are not working, try something different. Let that method be prayer, right? Instead of calling up your friend and bitching about it, instead of venting on social media, instead of digging into those deep, dark feelings and letting them grow and letting them fester, try something different. Hand it over to God. Say, hey, look, I could use some help here. I don't know what you're going to do. Like, you know, the conversations between you and them. And all you have to do is say what is ever on your mind and you can bitch and you can vent and you can moan. You can do whatever you want. Just have that conversation. Be open to something different and ask for help, right? Ask for help and be willing to help yourself if you have the ability to. It's, I'm telling you, it is a small thing, but it is such a big thing. And and when we get in the habit of 
doing that instead of just being reactive, instead of falling into victim mindsets, instead of, you know, like I said, calling up your friend and bitching, sending a bitchy text message, being reactive, popping off on social media, posting a stupid fucking quote on Instagram, like doing anything like that, just pray, right? Take a minute, pause and pray. And I am telling you, it will make really amazing things happen. The next thing that you can do moves the ball right back into your court, which is always going to be a good thing because taking the ball in your court, taking ownership over what is going on in your life that you don't like, again, is taking ownership over your ability to change it. So that is why whenever I am feeling stressed out, anxious, worried, just depressed, any of those things, or whenever I'm working with somebody who's feeling any of those things, one of the first things I do or suggest to do is establish a better routine or go back into the routine that I know you or I am getting away from. Because here's the thing, the more stressed out and anxious we get, the more we kind of let things fall where they may, which does what? It gives us even less control over what is happening in our lives with strengthen those feelings of stress and anxiety because we feel like we're spiraling. And in a way, we kind of are. When we have no routine, when we have no intention around what we are doing in our life, we have no stability and predictability. If we want to reduce the uncertainty over what is happening around us, then we need to better control what we are doing what is happening within us, right? And so getting back to habits that help you feel in control in your life is so important, even if these habits have absolutely nothing to do with the things that are stressing you out. Because again, the more you see that you have the ability to control situations, that you have the ability to show up for your way in a way that is impactful and positive in your life, the more self-advocacy you are going to build And that is going to help you feel empowered to make whatever changes need to happen for you to better deal with the stressful situations you are currently dealing with. (laughs) And I know that sounds like a big circular statement, but it is, right? If you take time to start your day with a little intention, so start your day thinking about how you want to enter it. How do you want to show up in that meeting? How do you want to have that conversation? How do you want to show up for yourself? What are you doing for yourself positive today? Are you taking time to make a decent breakfast? Do you have time to actually do your makeup in a way that makes you feel good? To do your hair in a way that makes you feel good? To put on an outfit that makes you feel good? These little things matter. They matter all the time, but they especially matter in stressful situations. You want to feel in control. If you're waking up every day, after snoozing your alarm one, two, three, four, fifteen times, feeling like you're rushing through your day, feeling like you're rushing to work, you're rushing to get your kids ready, you're rushing to get out of the house, you're rushing to get something in your mouth. Like, what are you doing? You are starting your day on high alert, right? You are starting your day in this charged state where everything feels like, oh my God, I'm like hanging on by a thread. Of course that is going to make you feel anxious and stressed out. Of course that is going to make you feel like you have no control. Of course that is going to make you feel shitty in your life. So if you are feeling like everything is going awry, ask, okay, what can I start doing and controlling better right now? What can I take ownership over and start doing it? How can you better give yourself a sense of control? How can you better set yourself up? And I'm telling you, I know I said this before. I'm going to say it again. It doesn't matter if they're not related. If you feel like your life is a shit show, pick 
one thing that you can positively impact, that you can positively change, start there. Start building some discipline. Start building some self-efficacy around just one thing because it will grow. So what are things you can control that will help you feel better, help you build more self-efficacy, help you know that you are somebody that you can trust and depend on to do hard things to help move you through stressful situations? Well, I'm glad you asked. (laughs) These are the following things are what I do when I am feeling those feelings and they are what I prescribe to the women that I have the privilege to work with. The first thing we start with is if you are relying on alcohol or substances to get you through stressful situations, I'm going to need you to stop. And I know that's going to stress you out, right? But that is where stress can be a good thing. When we look at that stress and remind ourselves that this is a positive. Yes, this is going to stress me out. Yes, I'm going to have to find different coping mechanisms. Yes, I'm going to have to sit with uncomfortable feelings, all of which are stressful. But this stress is growing me. This stress is making me better. This stress is working in my favor. So leaning into that knowing is going to empower you and remind you that you can deal with things, right? You can deal with big emotions. You can deal with things without having to immediately have to numb them out, right? Feeling your feelings is a superpower and, and it's a big, huge and, and remembering that your feelings are not facts. That's huge. I want you to do both things. I want you to feel your feelings. I want you to experience your emotions. I want you to do that. But I also need you to remember that just because you are feeling it doesn't mean it is true. Both things can happen at one time. You can be mad, sad, pissed off, worried, anxious, and it does not mean that those things are actually happening in reality. It doesn't mean if you're feeling underappreciated, undervalued, does it mean that that's really the case? No. It doesn't. It may mean that you're not validating yourself, that you have some insecurities to work through, that you are not showing up for yourself in a way that makes you feel good. And so because you know that, that insecurity is bleeding into others and you feel like you're not showing up for others in a way that makes you feel good. And that's going to be reflected as they don't appreciate me, they don't see me. No. What's happening is maybe you don't appreciate yourself, right? That is a valid situation where you need to just feel those feelings and also recognize that it doesn't necessarily it doesn't mean that that's reality. Anger. We can be angry about an infinite amount of things. Does it always mean that we have the right to be angry? No. I can get pissed off all the time by people not doing things that I feel like they should be doing, by not meeting my expectations. But I have to remind myself, did I explicitly ask for them to do that? Did I tell them I needed that? Did I say, hey, look, I need your support here. I need your backup. I need your validation. I need your criticism in a constructive way. I need you to see me. I need you to do this for me. I need your help. Did I ask for any of those things? If the answer is no, I don't have the right to be angry at them, right? That happens a lot. We feel like people need to read our mind, right? They didn't put their dishes in the sink. He didn't send me a text message when he got here. My friends didn't show up at this event. Like they didn't say thank you. They didn't do X, Y, and Z for me. We have to remember, did I tell them I needed that? Did I ask them to do that for me? We cannot get angry at something that didn't happen when we never asked for it to happen in the first place, right? So feel your anger, allow yourself to get mad, but then remind yourself that feeling Well, 
it's not a fact because you didn't explicitly ask for it. When you are, we're going to get back to the substances here, I promise. (laughs) When you're eliminating substances in those situations, it allows you to approach them with a clear head. It allows you to see them as they are, which lets you Again, take responsibility for them and act differently in them. I shared a meme on Instagram a few weeks ago and I just saw it again pop up like in my memories and I fucking love it and it's so true. And it's like, how do I reduce my stress around my to-do list? And then like on the other side, it was like, do your to-do list, right? Like it is that thing. Deal with the shit that is bothering you. Stop numbing it out. If you are experiencing anxiety in any sort of way, anxiety attacks on a regular basis, friends, stop drinking because all you are doing every time you drink and numb that out is making it worse. You're pushing it over in a different pile that you're going to have to deal with later. Don't let that mountain get too big. Like, please do not let that mountain get too big. Basically, stop avoiding what you're avoiding. And I'm going to say that again. Dramatic pause. (laughs) Stop avoiding what you are avoiding because avoiding things just gives an opportunity for more anxiety around those things to build. Deal with your shit. That's what it comes down to. Deal with what is stressing you out. Do something different. Can you change it? Yes? Okay. Well, then what are you going to do? Can you change it? No? Give it to God. It's not your problem. It's not your worry. There's nothing there that you can do to change it, which, well, actually, I'm not going to edit that out. Let me talk through that. If there is a problem, a God's type problem, right, is there something that you can directly change around that problem? Can you reverse a diagnosis? Can you change what somebody else is doing? Can you control those things? No, you can't. But you can change how you deal with them, how you show up in them, right? You can change how you treat yourself. You can change your reaction. So take responsibility for how you show up in those situations and move from there. Stop avoiding things. Like that is the root of so much anxiety. And I'm saying this not from a a high horse. I'm saying this from my personal experience. The things that I allow to just hang over my head on my to-do list, on the shit that I should be dealing with list. Those are the things I get anxious around. And then the second they're done, it's like, this weight is lifted. And then you realize, well, I'm the dick. (laughs) I'm the person who was just avoiding these things and making it so much harder on myself. So that's like a huge takeaway I hope that you get. Stop avoiding those things. And then, you know, to get back to other things that you can do to support yourself. And so you stop feeling like you're living with this low level of anxiety. Of course, find movement. You know that I was not going to let this episode pass without saying that. Exercise is an amazing, amazing mood lifter. The endorphins listed or released from exercise, they're more powerful than what you can get in medication. And there is study after study after study and so much research that backs up the fact that exercise is one of the most powerful and effective ways to treat anxiety and depression. But how many people are doing it? Not many. Unfortunately, there's a lot more people on medication than there are going to the gym to deal with it, right? And so I'm not, that is not me saying don't take medication. Absolutely not. That is me saying do whatever you need to do, but also do whatever you need to do, right? A pill is not enough. 
do something else to help yourself, remind yourself that you are capable of shifting your state. And so start a movement routine, start a fitness routine, start taking walks around the block, start wherever you are. It can be a small, tiny baby shift. It doesn't matter as long as you are taking a step in a more positive direction. And of course, you know, look at your nutrition. Are you fueling yourself in a way that makes you feel good? Are you eating in a way that makes you feel good? Are you drinking enough water? Are you getting enough fiber, right? Are you getting carbohydrates that are coming from whole and natural sources? Or are you relying on just ultras processed, high sugar, those type of carbs? Because that affects your mood. That's a whole other episode rabbit hole that we could crawl into. Definitely would need to be a private feed thing. Oh my gosh, I'm still talking about it and not doing it. That is something stressing me out. So I need to, I need to call my bullshit here, friends. <laughs> Right? But all of these things matter. And if you're like, okay, but where do I start? Let's have a session because I, I I can absolutely help you with that. And lastly, stop owning it. Do not claim something you don't want. Stop saying my anxiety. I am so anxious. I am so stressed. I am so busy. Make sure your I am statements are working in your favor. Instead of owning those things, make them temporary. I am in a period right now that is asking a lot of me and I'm dealing with it the best I can. I have a very full schedule right now that is stretching me beyond where I feel comfortable being stretched, but it's temporary. I am learning to better navigate the situations that give me feelings of stress or anxiety, right? Change your language around them. Stop taking ownership for things that you do not want. I'm going to tie this episode up here, and I know that I left a lot on the table, but you know, I like to keep these episodes short and sweet, and next week, we're going to basically pick up right where we left off, and I'm going to talk about what I do to keep my peace, because guess what? (laughs) We talk about what I am experiencing here, friends. (laughs) If I am talking about it, it means I need to deal with this shit too, and so what we're going to talk about next week is the tools that I have been using to keep my peace, to stay grounded, to stay clear to stay feeling capable in seasons that feel a little bit stressful. (laughs) So I hope you will join me for that. And in between now and then, you know where to find me. Reach out. If you have any questions, I would be happy to answer them. Always happy to help. And if you feel called to connect further or to dig into some actionable ways that you can start reducing your anxiety, let's hop on a session. I would love and be honored to help you. So I hope this episode resonated. If it did, if you would like it, share it. Review if you have not already. I would be honored. It is greatly appreciated. I hope you have the most amazing and delicious day, and I will see you back next week.